Due to the sensitive nature of today's episode, listener discretion is advised. This episode includes discussions of death, natural disasters, and cannibalism. We advise extreme caution for children under 13. Around the 1st or 2nd century BCE, ancient Romans discovered a hillside cave near the city of Hierapolis. It spewed a strange white mist, and any animal that passed by the fog mysteriously died. Priests consecrated the cave to the god of the dead and performed ritual sacrifices there. They'd walked bulls into the cavern, and as legend has it, the gods would strike the animals down. Meanwhile, the holy men would walk out unharmed, which they surely took as a sign of the gods' pleasure. We now know the cave wasn't deadly because of any divine force. The mist was actually carbon dioxide, in concentrations high enough to kill. The dense gas hung low to the ground, below most adult humans' heads. This is why the priests in Hierapolis survived while their bulls suffocated. The god of the dead wasn't killing anything, but Mother Nature was. It's easy to think of the natural world as delicate and beautiful. Flowers, placid lakes, dewdrops clinging to blades of grass. But the wilderness also holds poisonous frogs that can kill with a single touch. Ocean currents strong enough to drag the unwary out to sea. Volcanoes that can destroy miles with its scolding hot lava. Every day, scientists make new, sometimes alarming discoveries about our planet. We're constantly identifying more species, unearthing secrets about Earth's past, and reevaluating our understanding of cognition and self awareness, especially when it comes to the way animals and even plants think. For the next three weeks, we're searching for answers about the natural world. We'll assess the way human beings are changing the environment, and we'll ask, what secrets does our planet hide? Welcome to Unexplained Mysteries, a Spotify original from ParCast. I'm your host, Molly. And I'm your host, Richard. Earth Day is April 22nd. This spring, we're diving into the depths of the oceans, soaring to the upper reaches of the atmosphere, plunging into the most remote jungles, and traveling backward in time billions of years to when life first appeared on our planet all to better understand the deepest mysteries of the natural world. Today, we're asking, how can anything survive nature at its most destructive? We'll discuss the most destructive natural disasters in history and examine the extinction-level events that have shaped life as we know it today. We'll also explore the ways devastation can trigger new growth and how extinctions can lead to whole new ecosystems. We have all that and more coming up. Stay with us. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. 
With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. In 1872, the United States government recognized a wild expanse in Wyoming, Idaho, and Montana as Yellowstone National Park. Officials vowed to protect the many species living there. Creatures like bighorn sheep, elk, beavers, trout, and mountain whitefish. But the park rangers faced a problem. Predators also dwelt in Yellowstone, and wolves were at the top of the food chain. To defend the land and its inhabitants, authorities mounted a campaign to eradicate the wolves. After decades of work, population surveys showed packs had become scarce by the 1940s, but a few still lurked in the wild. It wasn't until the 70s, a century after the anti-wolf campaign began, that they were finally gone. And the other animals were saved. At least, that's how the rangers expected events to play out. In reality, the wolves' disappearance hurt other species. Without predators to keep populations in check, elk herds exploded. They ate so much grass and brush, they destroyed habitats for beavers and songbirds. As plants withered and dams disappeared, previously shaded streams became too hot for fish. Those that couldn't migrate to cooler waters died or failed to breed. The crusade against the wolves taught park rangers an important lesson. All life on Earth is interconnected. If you remove one species from the ecosystem, others will suffer. After decades of decline, officials released eight gray wolves back into the park on January 12, 1995. The effects were swift and remarkable. New plants sprung in the fields, birds returned to their nests, fish filled streams again, and beavers padded new dams. Human history is littered with similar incidents, moments when we've tried to reshape the natural world only to face unintended consequences. As we develop new technologies to alter the environment on a wider scale, we might see larger impacts. Entire species could be wiped out, or in some cases, whole ecosystems. When a disaster kills 75% or more of the Earth's species, it's called an extinction event. The Earth has experienced them basically since the dawn of time, and there have been five major ones. But some scientists believe we're currently in the midst of a sixth, one driven by climate change. According to NASA, the Earth's temperatures are likely to rise by at least 4.5 degrees Fahrenheit in the next century. 
They believe it's too late to stop global warming, but we can limit its severity if we act fast. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. To better understand our current crisis, let's first peer into the past at the very first extinction event two and a half billion years ago when life first appeared on our planet. Imagine you have a time machine that can transport you backwards at a rate of one million years per second. You step inside and watch the world around you age in reverse. In the blink of an eye, every man-made structure on Earth, including the Great Pyramids and Stonehenge, melts away. A little over a minute into your journey, you see dinosaurs walking the Earth. Seven minutes later, they devolve into their ancestors, Almost 15 minutes into your journey, you stop seeing animals altogether. You're racing through ancient history, but at this pace, it still takes almost an hour to travel back 3.5 billion years. And that's where our time machine stops. When you step outside, Earth is unrecognizable. There are no continents. Sea levels submerge nearly all the land. And the water isn't blue. It's a rusty green. The Earth is a lonely place. There are no animals or plants. Instead, the waters teem with a different kind of life, microscopic organisms known as microbes. One particular species is called blue-green algae. They absorb sunlight in the ocean and generate energy through photosynthesis, much like plants do today. And this process creates a natural byproduct oxygen. These blue-green algae eventually emit enough oxygen that Earth's atmosphere will be able to sustain human life. But the process takes 200 million years. And as they make the planet hospitable to us, they doom themselves. The concentration of oxygen they produce then causes all other microbes to die off. And that's not the worst of it. As the atmosphere changes, the algae spread and use up more greenhouse gases, such as carbon dioxide. The Earth cools until the surface freezes. Our planet becomes one giant ball of ice. Today we call this episode the Great Oxidation Event. One seemingly negligible atmospheric change ended up killing 99% of life on Earth. So many microbes were lost, it took the planet another billion years to recover. Which proves just how delicate ecosystems can be. Over time, more complex organisms appeared in the seas. Corals stretched across the ocean floor. The world's first plants and animals appeared. We could spend a whole episode talking about the Earth's history and how those plants and animals adapted. But instead, we're going to jump ahead to the last major extinction event, the one that wiped out the dinosaurs. It's hard to overstate how much of a footprint dinosaurs left on Earth. They survived for roughly 179 million years. By comparison, modern Homo sapiens have only been around for a fraction of that, about 200,000 years. Even though these creatures ruled the world for millennia, there's still a lot we don't know about their existence. Scientists aren't even sure exactly what killed them, but they referred to the unknown incident as the KT extinction event. 
One widely accepted theory is that an asteroid crashed into the Earth 65 million years ago. The impact blew trillions of tons of dirt into the atmosphere, creating a permanent cloud cover that blocked sunlight from reaching the ground. Plants withered in the reduced light. This led to herbivores starving, which then led to carnivores struggling to locate prey. Because of their size, dinosaurs needed to eat a lot. So only species that weighed 55 pounds or less survived. And even then, they had to adapt. Over time, some smaller dinosaurs evolved into birds. At least, that's one theory. But many researchers are confident it's right. The foundation of their argument is a 112-mile crater in the Yucatan Peninsula. It could have been formed by a whole asteroid crashing into Earth. The crater's big enough and the right age. Plus, geologists have found asteroid dust from this collision all over the world, suggesting the explosion upon impact was massive. We can assume this asteroid triggered some kind of climate change right around the time the dinosaurs died out. But we can't say for sure the asteroid was the only factor in the KT extinction, or even the main one. While dinosaurs and other large land animals went extinct during the KT event, mammals, amphibians, and many plants were unaffected. Additionally, based on fossil records, it's possible that dinosaur populations were in decline before the KT event, and scientists aren't sure why. Perhaps egg-eating predators decimated future generations. Or a distant supernova bathed the Earth in deadly radiation. Or a volcanic eruption spewed ash into the air, leading to global cooling. For all we know, several different events happened in tandem. Whatever the case, Triceratops, or one of its contemporaries, was likely the last real dinosaur. And it took its last breath about 65 million years ago. As it did, it left a gap in the ecosystem, one that mammals ultimately stepped in to fill. And with them came a new dominant species, humans. Coming up, the dawn of mankind. Hi, I'm Christine Schieffer. And I'm M. Schultz. We're the hosts of Rituals, the new Spotify original from Parcast. If you've heard our podcast and that's what we drink, you know we are no strangers to true crime and the paranormal. We're also into the occult uh, to chat about, not to join, but, you know, to, to learn and educate. <laughs> Every Monday on Rituals, we're journeying through mystifying stories of sorcery, alchemy, Satanism and more and trying to determine if the dark arts of the past impact us today. Like weather witches, who were they? Or the Fountain of Youth? Address, please. <laughs> Don't forget about werewolf trials, Em. Objection, Christine. Let's not give too much away. And instead, let's tell everyone to follow our new podcast, Rituals, free and only on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. 
Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Now, back to the story. The dinosaurs died out roughly 65 million years ago after the KT extinction event. During the subsequent ice age, new species wandered across the frigid plains, like woolly mammoths, saber-toothed tigers, and humans. It's tempting to use the words humans and homo sapiens interchangeably, but there are actually many different species of human, just like there are many different breeds of dog. Neanderthals were one kind of human, and so were hobbits. You heard that right. The Lord of the Rings is a work of fiction, but hobbits were real. They stood about three and a half feet tall and had big feet, just like the Tolkien characters who inspired their name. It's hard to say how long they walked the earth for or when they went extinct, but it's possible they coexisted with Homo sapiens and Neanderthals for a while. Dozens of human species competed for land, food, water, and sexual partners. In this cutthroat environment, some realized they could slice meat more effectively if they used a sharp implement. Likewise, they could crush open seed casings or bones with heavy rocks. These rudimentary tools marked the beginning of the Stone Age, and they empowered humans to do something no other animal had done before fundamentally reshape nature to meet our needs. That's when organized cultures and societies started to appear, especially once Homo sapiens hit the scene. But in the grand scheme of history, our accomplishments are very recent. Our oldest structures went up millions of years after the start of the Stone Age, about 11,000 years ago. Millennia later, we invented writing, the scientific method, and electric engines. Each new development gave Homo sapiens unique ways to alter our environment. They gave us power and protection, access to new foods, shelters where we could wait out storms, and techniques to avoid injury and disease. But even our best inventions weren't enough to prevent every tragedy. In early April 1815, the Indonesian island of Sumbawa rumbled and shook. The rumbling was so loud, soldiers stationed hundreds of miles away mistook the sound for cannon fire. Many didn't know where the roar was coming from until a few days later. That's when a Zimbabwean volcano called Tambora erupted. It was the Earth's most destructive explosion in 10,000 years at least 100 times larger than the volcano that erupted in the ocean near Tonga in January 2022. As Tambora roared, three columns of fire scorched the sky. Trees were ripped out by their roots. The reverberations triggered tsunamis throughout the region. Streams of fiery ash raced down the volcano's slopes, reaching speeds of over 100 miles per hour and destroying everything in its path. In the immediate aftermath of the eruption, 10,000 people died, and the disaster was just getting started. It took weeks for dirt and ash to stop falling. Roofs collapsed under the buildup. Other particulates landed in reservoirs contaminating drinking water. 
Sulfur from the eruption combined with water vapor and formed acidic clouds that spread across the entirety of the northern hemisphere. They blocked so much sunlight, half the world plunged into an icy cold spell during what should have been the hottest months. 1815 was later dubbed the year without a summer. In New England, devastating frosts killed crops through mid-May. In June and July, snow fell and wells froze. Meanwhile, over in Europe, unseasonable rains destroyed potato harvests and caused food shortages. The altered weather patterns helped a virulent strain of cholera evolve, while an outbreak of typhus claimed thousands of lives. In total, the Tambora eruption and its fallout killed an estimated 200,000 people. But that number pales in comparison to the death tolls after the Central China flood. China's Yangtze River was known to flood regularly, so over centuries, local officials built a network of dikes to keep water levels steady. Over time, the dikes wore out and elected leaders didn't prioritize their upkeep. In addition, workers chopped down trees and filled in wetlands to create new fields for farming. But without these features to absorb excess water, the Yangtze River swelled out of control. Then, 1930 and 1931 brought heavy rainfall. Snow and ice built up over the winter, only for spring to send melting waters rushing into the river. To make matters worse, intense storms drenched the countryside. Two monsoons typically hit the region in a given year. But in July 1931, seven struck, and there was nowhere for the water to go. In early August, the Yangtze flooded most of central China. The Pearl River, the Yellow River, and the Grand Canal also flooded. Raging waters covered almost 70,000 miles of land, which is the size of England plus half of Scotland. An estimated 140,000 people drowned. Around half of central China were forced to abandon their homes and farms. Lost harvests led to a famine. Refugee camps became dangerously overcrowded, and standing water created the perfect breeding ground for disease-spreading mosquitoes. Roughly 300,000 people died of malaria. Hundreds of thousands contracted other illnesses. As tragic as they were, the Tambora eruption and the Central China flood had warning signs, volcanic rumblings and heavy snow and rainfall. In theory, people could have prepared for the devastation if they knew what to look for. But other disasters can strike without notice. On the evening of August 21st, 1986, people in a remote village in Cameroon, Central Africa, went about their normal routines. They cooked dinner, put their children to bed, and finished their chores. Then, around 9.30 p.m., over 1,700 people suddenly dropped dead. There was no crash of thunder, no rumbling earthquake, and no devastating flood. The deaths didn't have any apparent cause. Only one strange detail in common. The victims were all at ground level. The people in the hills survived. Later, researchers blamed a nearby lake called Neos. It lay above an area of volcanic activity which generated massive amounts of carbon dioxide, the same gas that killed the animal sacrifices in Hierapolis. 
The lake's waters held the toxic gas at the bottom, where it accumulated for years. In late August 1986, something disturbed Neos, letting the fumes escape. Scientists still aren't sure what caused the disturbance. It's possible a rock slide on a nearby mountain sent boulders plunging into the depths. Or perhaps a cold snap cooled the surface waters, making them sink rapidly and churn the lake. Whatever the cause, officials aren't confident that all of the carbon dioxide left the lake back in 1986, meaning there could be more deadly pockets lurking in the waters, ready to escape at any moment. And Lake Neos isn't the only worry. All around the world, natural disasters seem to be increasing in frequency. And they're getting worse. Bushfires occur seasonally in Australia. But in 2019, heat waves and drought created the perfect environment for destructive wildfires to rage unchecked. Uncontrolled blazes scorched nearly 72,000 square miles the equivalent of the entire state of Washington going up in smoke. More than a billion animals were killed or displaced. The Worldwide Fund for Nature Australia declared the 2020 blazes, quote, one of the worst wildlife disasters in modern history. The following year brought more death to the other side of the world. In August 2021, a 7.2 magnitude earthquake struck Haiti killing thousands and injuring tens of thousands. Four months later, at least four tornadoes tore across Kentucky. As of this recording, first responders are still assessing the damages. But the tornadoes have been declared some of the most destructive in state history. In light of all this devastation, it's no wonder humans have tried to reshape the natural world to be more amenable to our needs and survival. But our attempts to tame nature may have sparked some of these disasters. Coming up, humanity's attempts to control Mother Nature backfire. Hey, welcome to Ikea, where even this desk is circular. Huh, how so? Looks pretty rectangular to me. It's because we're always looking to repair, reuse, and we love our products, like buying back your Ikea items for store credit, or shop our as-is section for great deals. You can even order free spare parts. Get on the circular path for a more sustainable future. Still a rectangle. Get started at ikea-usa.com slash circular. Visit ikea-usa.com slash circular for as-is information and buyback and resale terms and conditions. Spare parts not available for all products. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Try Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. Built for WordPress creators by WordPress experts. With 100% uptime, incredible load times, and 24-7 WordPress priority support, your sites will be lightning fast with global reach. And with Bluehost Cloud, your sites can handle surges in traffic no matter how big. Plus, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. Get started now at Bluehost.com. Now, back to the story. Natural disasters kill an average of 60,000 people each year. So it's no surprise that, in the past, many saw Mother Nature as a deadly force that needed to be tamed. In the Western world, these sentiments hit their peak around the Victorian era, from 1837 to 1901. Writers at the time dubbed it the Age of Machinery. As manufacturers adopted coal, they no longer needed streams or rivers for water power. 
They could build factories anywhere. Artificial light freed people from the sun's cycles. Steam engines moved faster and further than any horse could. Physicist Joseph Fourier realized these technologies had unintended consequences. He was the first scientist to identify the greenhouse effect. But believe it or not, he advocated for global warming, arguing a hotter planet would be beneficial to humanity. In his eyes, no one would ever freeze to death in the winter or crash on an icy road again. Some city dwellers even argued that smog and factory exhaust were good, as they made sunsets more beautiful. But these so-called improvements came at a cost. The Victorians polluted the air at never-before-seen rates. Many plants and animals quickly became endangered. Thus, the conservation movement took root. But it was hard to turn the tide of public opinion especially when inventors kept promising they could improve on nature without proof of concept. After World War I ended, German architect Hermann Zorgel believed the only way to prevent another global conflict was to physically unite the continents. So in 1928, he proposed a plan he called Atlantropa, which would literally bring Africa and Europe together. His ambitious proposal included several steps. First, engineers would partially drain the Mediterranean Sea so they could build dams connecting the continents. These structures would be equipped with hydroelectric generators, which Zorgel believed would encourage collaboration between countries. The generators would prevent future energy crises, which would ensure plentiful resources and, by extension, prevent wars. Nations would have to cooperate if they wanted their share of the power. As you know, Zorgel's plan never came to fruition. And it's a good thing it didn't. Atlantropa would have been an ecological disaster. The proposed dams would have prevented fresh water from replenishing the Mediterranean. This, coupled with the fact that Zorgel wanted engineers to drain the sea, would have upset the delicate balance of salt and water. High salinity in the water would have threatened fish and other aquatic species. And as the Mediterranean evaporated, it would have exposed salty soil to the wind, contributing to airborne pollution. Without water and at such a low altitude, the former sea would have reached temperatures over 150 degrees Fahrenheit in the summer. It would have become an inhospitable desert ravaged by sandstorms and it would have destroyed the ecosystem on not one, but two continents. Even by the mid-century, officials still hadn't learned to respect nature's balance. With the central China flood, we saw how our attempts to tame nature made flood cycles worse. But in some cases, our best laid plans caused disaster. In 1958, the president of the People's Republic of China, Mao Zedong, declared a war on what he dubbed the Four Pests, mosquitoes, flies, rats, and sparrows. As the Zedong administration argued, if these small birds weren't devouring China's seeds and grain, food would be more plentiful and the nation would prosper. So the people did everything they could to eliminate sparrows, shot them, tore down their nests, set traps. They even played drums to scare them away from perches. When the birds couldn't land, 
they dropped from the sky in exhaustion. Within a year, the sparrow population plummeted. Millions died or were killed. They nearly went extinct in China, which proved disastrous. Sparrows didn't only consume grain and seeds, they ate insects. And without the birds to keep pest populations in check, swarms of locusts devoured harvests. A plan that was supposed to help feed China kickstarted a famine. A few starving people resorted to cannibalism, but that wasn't going to save the estimated 15 to 45 million people who died of malnutrition. The campaign against the four pests drove home a sobering reality. When humans try to improve the balance of nature, they often suffer. Today, attitudes are changing. Many people see nature not as our enemy, but as an ally. And individuals are taking concrete steps to improve their relationship with the planet. Unfortunately, we may be running out of time. Some researchers believe the Anthropocene extinction began around 1950, and it's ongoing. During this period, 25% of mammals, 40% of amphibians, and many birds, trees, and other living creatures became endangered. And according to climate scientists Owen Gaffney and Will Steffen, human beings are transforming our environment faster than any natural forces on record. In many ways, the Anthropocene extinction mirrors the great oxidation event. Billions of years ago, microbes ran out of the finite resources they needed to survive. When they did, they left behind an atmosphere perfect for other life forms to thrive. Today, humans destroy the habitat for ourselves and other species. The question is, what, if anything, will survive? But we're not just generating pollution. We're also trying to prevent natural disasters that aren't really so disastrous. In fact, many keep our planet healthy. Take forest fires. Wildfires burn away dead leaves and grass. They clear the forest floor and help some seed pods open so new plants can take root. When you prevent or put out small fires, it only lets brush build up ensuring the next ignition will be larger and more dangerous. Today, agencies like the U.S. Forest Service intentionally set wildlands ablaze. These controlled fires keep the forest healthy by destroying invasive species and clearing debris. Floods are destructive, but rising waters also carry nutrient-rich soil out of rivers and onto fields and forest floors, where seedlings can take root. They replenish underground aquifers and revitalize wetlands. They also create new shallow pools for fish to mate, lay eggs, and hide from predators. Even hurricanes serve a purpose. They clean coral reefs by washing away pollutants. They also circulate hot air away from the equator and toward the poles, helping the Earth regulate its temperature. If not for hurricanes, climate change could be much worse. So maybe the recent increase in natural disasters is Earth's way of correcting the damage we've done. Many of Earth's species rely on regular cycles of destruction and rebirth to survive. While nature's wrath can bring death and ruin, it also lays the foundation for new generations. Living creatures are resilient. More often than not, they adjust to the dangers our world holds. 
No matter how deadly the flood or fire, how noxious the lake's fumes, or how massive the volcanic eruption, some survivors will emerge. Massive extinction events are necessary for new ecosystems to appear. If not for the devastation of the Great Oxidation Event, or the asteroid that likely killed the dinosaurs, we wouldn't be here today. And since we are here, we have a responsibility to minimize the negative effects of our actions. The best way to do that is by learning more about our planet. Even though we've been around for 200,000 years, we understand so little about the world around us, or more accurately, the world beneath us, and the mysteries that lurk below our feet. Think you know Mother Nature? You haven't begun to dig into the truth. Thanks again for tuning in to Unexplained Mysteries. You can find all episodes of Unexplained Mysteries and all other Spotify originals from ParCast for free on Spotify. See you next time. And remember, never take we don't know for an answer. Unexplained Mysteries is a Spotify original from ParCast. Executive producers include Max and Ron Cutler. Sound design by Russell Nash, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Trent Williamson, Carly Madden, and Bruce Katovich. This episode of Unexplained Mysteries was written by Angela Jorgensen, with writing assistance by Lori Gottlieb and Connor Sampson, fact-checking by Cara Mackerlein, and research by Bradley Klein. Unexplained Mysteries stars Molly Brandenburg and Richard Rossner. Werewolves, witches, and Arthur Conan Doyle? Oh my! Sounds like fascinating topics to discuss on our new show, Rituals, Christine. You know what, Em? It sure does. Every Monday on Rituals, join us as we explore the evolution of spiritualism and the occult through stories, practices, and the impact on modern culture. If you've heard our podcast and that's why we drink, this is the perfect pairing for you. And if you haven't, go give us a try. Follow our Spotify original from ParCast, Rituals. Listen free only on Spotify. Spotify.